listener production. Okay, here we go. He is ice cool in moments like this. Oh, the big fella runs back into heavy traffic. Look at him go! G'day everybody, coming up on Footy Talk today, we'll ask Wade Graham about the slide of the Rabbitohs and why. And we're going to look at the Roosters, are they a chance Maroon in the finals, are they a chance? Coming up on Footy Talk. Welcome to the Saturday edition of Footy Talk with Maroon and uh, Wade Graham. How are you feeling, Wado? I'm good, mate, I'm good. Obviously, you know, that footy last night we called... Um, such a big result, wasn't it? It was it was really an elimination final, you know, before the finals. But either team knew that if they lost, it was their season over. The Roosters have come away with a win, and now a couple of results. They have a couple options. They need the Cowboys to win. Oh, no, sorry, the Cowboys to lose or Canberra to lose yep. over the weekend, and they'll be guaranteed a spot in the finals. So, yeah, it's hard to really... You know, I think we have seen it in the past. We've seen the Cowboys, was it four or five years ago when Michael Morgan went on that run? Yeah. They were actually out of the finals. And then there was a result in the last game of the weekend that propelled them to eighth. And then they came in and they went from eighth to, to event- the grand final. To eventually play the uh, the Melbourne Storm in the grand final, yeah. um, which was quite a run. But Michael Morgan was simply the best player in the world in that final series and, and really helped them on their way. But it's been done before. So. For the Roosters, the question marks now moving forward, if they do make the finals, will be the fitness on Daniel Tupo, although the young winger who, who came in last night did an excellent job, so they have all confidence in him playing. And then that hamstring for Joey Manu, which I know they named him uh, potentially to play in that game last night, but there's, there was really no chance he was playing if he's, if he's hurt that hamstring a week, a week later. So. Do you think he'll be back next week? Well, it depends. If it's a slight strain... Um, you know, he can possibly play through it, but there's no way, even if it's a minor, minor strain, that he'd be able to open up at 100%. Hamstrings are finicky. They're really hard to deal with. So, But in a do-or-die game, do you roll the dice? Do you yeah. roll the dice or do you back the team to get a win and rest him for the next week? It's a, it's a hard, it's always a hard decision. Well, they could even be playing your mob, couldn't they? Yeah, so I think that's one of the games that goes their way. If we were to beat Canberra... Um, in the last game on Sunday afternoon, they would leapfrog Canberra or, or stay in the eight. So um, a lot resting on those two games, Penrith vs Cowboys. Well, they'll know that potentially they'll know before our game, regardless, if Penrith do get the win. Um, and if Cowboys do pull up an upset out there at Blue Bet Stadium, well, then I'm sure all the Roosters boys will be um, wearing a Sharks jersey on Sunday afternoon. Yeah, well, look, let's stay with the Roosters because we'll come back to South because you, you've started on the Roosters. But, um, you know, I feel like it, it doesn't take Einstein to work out. The Roosters have got some great, like, big day players, Tedesco and Luke Keary. It's a big day and this is where they really shine. Well, 100%. These big games, they take a certain temperament um, and some guys have that naturally, have it all through their career. Other guys learn it through experience. Um, and the Roosters are blessed with a couple of guys, particularly James Tedesco and Luke Keary. As you said, they've, they've done it so many times before at, at a young age and now at an old age, they're just at an older age, sorry. They're just, they know what it takes. That game last night was really in the balance. 
you know, Suwali missed a lot of goals, which kept South probably closer than they should have been for the majority of the game. But just midway through that second half, the Roosters defended well on their goal line, saved a couple of tries or, or, or saved a couple of opportunities. And Luke Keary stood up twice. Once he went down the left-hand edge, dummied and put the young winger away, which ends up in a James Tedesco try. The second time he goes down the right-hand edge where he makes a half-break, finds Suwali through the middle. They end up scoring Sammy Walker off the back of that set. So just a big-time player with experience making the plays when his team needed it the most. And that's, that's the danger of the Roosters if they do get into the finals. They've got players who have been there and done that before. They are missing certainly some key men, but they have enough probably in the tank that they back themselves if they play their best footy on their day to, to, to go with anyone. Going into that game last night, they'd won four in a row and and five of their last six, now six of their last seven. And they, and so, you know, they're taking momentum, they're taking confidence into the finals. Oh, 100%, which is a massive thing this time of year. You only need to look at Newcastle, how well they're going up there uh, in the Hunter. Do you know, everyone really thinks they're a genuine chance just because they have the momentum, they're playing well at the right time of the year. And the Roosters, although probably a little bit more under the radar than, than the Knights. They are carrying momentum, as you said. They welcome Sammy Walker back, who's such a uh, unique player. He's an X factor for them. And I think, you know, I would have probably tipped the Roosters last night. However, you know, I went against them because I just thought the loss of Jared, the loss of Manu, the loss of Tupo, and on the back of all the criticism that the South Sydney club had received for the two weeks, I thought it might have galvanised their team a little bit more and they might have come out to answer a few critics and to put on a performance to really, you know, show the strength of the, of the team and the club. But it wasn't to be. The Roosters proved too good. Now, it, let, let, hypothetically now, if the Roosters were to play you guys at Shark Park, you know, you could probably only get twelve or 14,000 in there at the way at the moment. That is that, I mean, that's probably okay with you, but from an NRL point of view... No, I, I get it. I get the argument um, for both... For both grounds, I I've been around long enough, and I understand that if we were to have it at Shark Park, which is our home, it is an advantage for us. You know, the capacity is twelve thousand. Now, if we were to play it at a bigger stadium, say Allianz, you know, we'd be easily pushing with the Sharks fans and members to travel, plus the Roosters fan in that stadium. You know, we'd be pushing forty, forty-five thousand. So it is a lot of tickets to leave on the table. It's a decision that. Um, the NRL granted us last year when we snuck into the top four late and we ended up playing the Cowboys in round one yeah. at home. But that was an out-of-Sydney team playing in that final. So I know they are definitely talking behind the scenes um, to potentially play if we were to finish fifth or sixth and have that, so that home elimination final to be at Shark Park. But that'll be a decision for the powers to be. And, you know, whether we get one at home or not, like I... As a player, we'd love to, you know, I'd love to play at Pointsbet Stadium every week, right? We train there every day. Our lockers are there. You know, I drive my car and park it in the car spot. It's just that's our home ground. So, you know, all our team and our club, we would love to play there. But we understand that it's a lot of tickets to leave on the table for an elimination final. Yeah. So, again, there'll be dialogue between our our power brokers. No, no doubt Dino's already started that. Um, and whether we... We're granted that if we if we finish fifth or sixth, 
Time will tell. But even so, like, I mean, could we find a neutral ground? I mean, you don't want to go and play them at Allianz if it's the Roosters, do you? Could you play them at Parramatta Stadium or what do we call that now, Combank? Combank. Yeah. Yeah, it's worth a, it's worth an argument and discussion for sure. And mm. I think, again, you'd have to imagine that, you know, if our club was the open dialogue with the NRL about the potential of which ground, you know, that would probably be a rebuttal to the, like, the Shark Park or, sorry, the Points Bet Stadium option would be, okay, well, maybe not Allianz, but, you know, maybe we look at a Combank. Maybe you look even at a Cogra. Yeah. Because it's in our area yeah. pretty much. We've played a lot there or, yeah, it's it's a hard one. It's a hard one. Um, but, yeah, those decisions are left to people above my pay grade, mate. Yeah, footy talk with uh, Wade Graham. And, look, let's, let's talk to the Rabbitohs now. This is an amazing story of... Of, of, of something that's gone horribly wrong this year. Now, the Rabbitohs have only won four games since May 19. If we think of the a turning point, there was a time where Parramatta kind of upset them. They beat them 36-16, and the Rabbitohs never really recovered from that. They were beaten by the Cowboys. They were beaten by the Raiders. They limped along. They might have won one. Then they lost a couple. They should have won. And you look back on that season – and they've only won four games since May 19, and at round 11 or thereabouts, they were up the top and being tipped to win the comp. Uh, where do you think it went wrong? Well, it's, it's hard to know. It's hard to know, you know, without being in their four walls. Uh, but, you know, ultimately where it went wrong is on, is on the footy field because that's all we're privy to. And, you know, throughout those that slump and that slide from first place in round 11 to now missing out on the finals, um, you know, their footy just hasn't been to the standard that it needs to be to, to hold up in big games. Like the two things really or the three things that are required are you need to defend well, you need to be able to defend um, your goal line and defend your errors. You need to have a high completion rate and and kick the ball back to the opposition. You need to give them the ball where you want them to have it, to play the field position, and you need to be disciplined. So they're the three areas really that matter, you know, in any big game and if you want to have success, it's not just a big game, in any game of rugby league. And you'd have to say those three areas, you know, South Sydney really lacked the ball control. There was way too many errors, which coughs up possession and field position. Their discipline wasn't great, you know, and they leaked, I think, an average of 26 to 27 points. Yeah. On the way home, and even last night, the score finished, what was it, 30, 32-6? or 26-12. 26-12, but, you know, Suwali missed, you know. Yeah, two or three goals. Two or three goals. So it's it's too many tries. You know, you look at the the table toppers at the moment, the Broncos, and particularly Penrith, who who are a a defensive machine, they're averaging less than 12 points a game conceded. So they're the areas that they just weren't good in the back end, and... You know, for the last couple of weeks, you know, they, they've been, you know, highly criticised from all areas, the club and, and the team, the leaders, um, uh, you know, Latrell and Cody and Cam about infighting, um, Jason Demetro, and that criticism is just going to be turned up. And some people will use it as an excuse to say it's justified and other people will just keep turning up the heat. So it's going to be a really challenging time dealing with the fallout of the slide um, and where it goes, you know, will be up to the South Sydney club now. How the end of the season normally works is you'll go out and have a beer with the team and then there'll be a set time for your present uh, your presentation and you have your exit meetings where you pretty much get a review. 
So the coach gives you a review, your, your, your performance starts, uh, staff give you a review of where they think you you went um, well and where you think you need improvement. So you can go away on your break, whether it's a six, seven-week, eight-week break, depending on how many pre-seasons you've done. But you know in your mind where the coaching staff, where the club feel you need to be hit hit the ground running when you come back for pre-season. But, you know, where, where it's going to be a long long pre-season or off-season really for the South Sydney club because we know the potential of that team. When they're on top of the tables round 10, round 11, when they, I think they knocked off Penrith, they knocked off the Brisbane Broncos and they knocked off the Storm in the in the space of a month. I remember saying they, they were premiership favourites. Yeah. That's how good mm. they were playing and that's the type of team that they can really put to four so far in the space of, what, four months? Yeah, there's going to be a lot of questions uh, spoken about internally and really only they can answer it. No one else from the outside is going to be able to help solve the problem or answer the questions. They can speculate from the side and lay it a slipper in if they want. But for, for the club and for the team, that's no good to them. They need to really look, look internally about where they think they went wrong and get back on the horse. But unfortunately for them, it's... You know, this season you have to put it down as a, as a, as a massive loss of opportunity. Okay, uh, we've got just checking the tweets here at Triple M underscore NRL. Scott Bailey says, South Sydney's capitulation, the worst of the NRL era. They became the first team since the introduction of the top eight final system to miss the playoffs after sitting first on the ladder at any point from round 11 on. So, and on the back of that, Wado, and they, they got a lot of heat. They're going to have to do a lot of healing, the Rabbitohs, with this Sam Burgess business. And... Well, you know, you said people are going to start, you know, uh, from outside, people are going to start asking questions. Well, it's already started. Yeah. It's but already pe- started, hasn't it? I think are people going to – the first thing I think they're going to say is, is Latrell, Cody Walker, Lachlan Ilias and Damian Cook, are they still the spine? Because it's very high standards now with the Rabbitohs. It's very high standards now. Well, you have Jackie Whiten coming across to the club, so that's a positive, but – like the criticism and the the noise has already started. Now, one way to sort of put that to bed and nip it in the head would have been to come out last night and win, win well, and to play well into the final series. But that's not to be now. So, you know, how it works once the noise starts, you know, if if you leave yourself open again, like now all the critics are going to say they're justified. They're justified from the criticism that they gave them, you know, over the last two weeks. And it just it opens up the doors for say the neutrals say say the neutrals like me I don't really I don't have a vested interest in it at all but with the criticism I go oh, well they're a good team they haven't been playing well if they get it together and 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 do and they win last night and go on a run in the final well it's all well and good but because they didn't and they go into such a free fall from fall from grace from first to missing the final so quickly, you've got to go, well, maybe there is a bit in it. Maybe they well, – clearly they've got something wrong and it's up – like I said, it's up to that group, the playing group. It doesn't matter who's coming in and going. Like the playing group that's there, the staff that are there, to have that internal review, identify the areas that they need to work on because, you know, if they don't fix it and they come out again next year and it's the same process, well, then there is going to be change, isn't there? Yeah. We, know, we know how this industry works. Mm. You can't repeat the same mistakes over and over. It just doesn't work. It won't last. So, like I said, it's going to be a long off-season from them, a lot of, you know, soul-searching and 
um, you know, questions to be answered for those clubs, but that's that's up to them. That's that's the industry we're in, and it's a hard game, and they just they just weren't playing the footy that they needed to at, at the right time of the year. All right, well, Jack Whiten coming to the club, and of course Cam Murray re-signing on a long-term deal, so a little bit of a sunshine there. What we're going to do is take a break. We'll come back. We'll talk about the poor old Tigers who went from 16th to 17th in the last couple of seasons. Manly gave an absolute walloping last night. We'll talk more about that on Footy Talk. Welcome back to Footy Talk. Wade Graham and Anthony Maroon here. The other game last night saw Manly 54 over the West Tigers 12. And for the West Tigers, that's another wooden spoon and gone from 16th to 17th because of the introduction of the Dolphins. And look, I, I can't help but suggest, and I'm only a rugby league fan, Wade you know, they've had a, a shit season, the West Tigers. There's no good way, there's nothing good you can say about it, you know. Um, you can't say beating Penrith in Bathurst in the rain. You can't say putting 66 on the Cowboys. That's crap. You know, you've got to be consistent at something. And, you know, just just to just to add insult to injury and just rub to rub it into their supporters even more, their final game and they let Manly put 50 on them. So, look, I don't know where the Tigers go from here, but, look, you know, they sh- – I'm not a rugby league player, Wado, but surely there's more in them on the last game of the season. To me, that just says, well, stick that up, yeah. We'll see you next year. Yeah, it's not the result you want to bow out on, but, you know, go on the Manly last round, Jake Travojevic, the heart and soul of that club. Uh, Manly looking to send him out. You know, they, they had that emotional attachment to a player. You add that layer into your preparation. They started fast. Like, cool started in the... In the first minute, and there's no doubt once once the momentum became too much, the wheels did fall off for the Tigers last night, and it's a pretty, you know, it is a sorry way to, to finish the year, and they do finish on the bottom of the table again. Um, but, you know, you can just, you can only keep trucking ahead, and, you know, we just spoke about, um, you know, the South Sydney internal review through the off-season. Well, the Tigers are, are again in the same position where they have a lot of questions they need to answer to try and improve. I know Tim Sheens is gone now. Benji Marshall is going to get his first crack at being a head coach, so he'll have his hands on the wheel from day dot of preseason. They get Johnny Morris, um, who was, you know, experienced head coach with us at the Sharkies, um, and then he's been the assistant coach here at um, South Sydney, so he's got some experience in that area and will have some different ideas. But for the West Tigers club and their fans and supporters, their members... It's another, it's another hard season to swallow. I thought, you know, there was, like you said, there was a few positives throughout the year. I think a couple of those victories, like Api Korosau, his individual, yeah. you know, playing level as a as a player, but then as making plays as a leader of that team, he certainly added value um, as an individual, but they need more guys playing to that level and helping him out. He can't, he, he can't win this competition with one player. Yeah. But he certainly set a level of performance as an individual that maybe other players can strive to achieve and to chase. I do think they could, they have a really young, good crop of forwards who are, they play hard. I remember when we played and they were physical, they were enthusiastic, but they just at crucial times of the game just made the wrong decision or got something wrong which allowed us to sort of get the upper hand and they will be better for the run and the experience, but... For me, it comes down to Benji Marshall and his staff and what you can really, um, 
you know, what improvements you can see almost instantly, you know, at the start of next season because we saw Tim Sheens at the start of this year where they weren't going great. He was sort of wearing a lot of bullets for the club. Um, I know, you know, the, a lot of times Benji had the headsets on in, in the in the box, but because Tim Sheens was really there out in front and centre, he was taking the bullets. Now, if Benj takes over, this, it's his first year of a, of a long-term deal and they don't see any improvements almost instantly or, you know, within the first half of the season, well, again, the noise will start. The noise will start as it always does in our game because it's results-driven. And if the noise starts and they have to restart again, the Tigers, say they have to that starts and it puts them in the position where yeah. they need to restart again with a new coach and a new staff, well, it's just the same old cycle. So I really hope, I really hope for the Tigers' sake and for their fans and members that it's been a long, long road for the last decade. There's going to be more change there. Luke Brook, who's been a stable of that team, you know, in that decade, off the Manly, so they're going to need a new halfback. I know they have Aiden Caesar coming across um, to join that team. But, you know, for their members and fans in that club, you really hope, you know, at the start of next year they can get some early victories and you can see some improvement in their performance because that's another wooden spoon. I don't, I don't know how many they've had, but they've had a few in the last, you know, five, six, seven years and, you know, they're due for a bit of a run. Yeah, well, yeah, Aiden Caesar, who's been in the Super League for well, look, Aiden Caesar's a good quality player. He is thirty-two years old, and I suppose it just goes to show how hard it is to find good halves. Well, we only have to look at you know the high-flying Broncos um, and how they how well they are going, and they have a great they have great players across the park. There is no doubt about it. Payne Haas. Patrick Carrigan, Thomas Flegler, Reese Walsh. Their outside backs are big, they're young, they're fast. Katoni Staggs, Herbie Farmworth. But the conductor is Adam Reynolds. Yeah. He is the conductor. You notice a drastic change in their performance when he, as soon as he arrived at Red Hill, because of his experience, he's no, I, I, you know, we spoke at the top of the show about discipline, you know, field position, possession. You know, and goal line defence. Now, Adam Reynolds straight away into his team, an experienced half. He gives you field position with his kicking game. He gives you discipline with his communication and his level-headedness, and that's what he brings to a team. Instantly with an experienced half like him in the team, you're much better. And and you're right, they are hard. You don't really know you have an experienced half until you don't have one. Yeah. And that's when you yeah. know you had one. And, you know, young Ilias here, you, you look at the difference Adam Reynolds since he's left the club, they went uh, grand final, prelim, prelim. He's left the club and they just, it's hard. It's a hard position to play because you are the conductor and you need to control the game, you know, with a lot of guys, a lot of moving pieces and, and it mostly comes down to experience. So we see the cream rise to the top time and time again. Mentioned Adam Reynolds, you know, Nathan Cleary, Daly Cherry Evans, Munster, Jerome Hughes, you know, Nico for us. Yeah. You know if your team is to be a chance, you need your number one half to be playing well. Yeah. Good on you, Wado. Well, good luck against the Raiders, mate, and great to catch up with you on Footy Talk. Thanks, Maroon. Always a pleasure, mate.